It's just been hearing how different ones of you uh, first got connected with Mockingbird. Uh, for me, uh, it was about uh, three and a half years ago, I ended up sitting next to uh, Aaron Zimmerman at a now defunct committee we both were serving on at my alma mater, alma mater Baylor University, and uh, we, um, he brought a box of Mockingbird magazines, and that was kind of my introduction, and since then, I have uh, looted the halls of Mockingbird for sermon illustrations and things for my own soul, and, uh, and then uh, had a chance to write for Mockingbird and do a book together, and it's just been an amazing experience. And I have experienced the grace from the people that I've been connected with that is written about so beautifully at the heart of this ministry, and just wanted to say uh, how grateful I am and say that publicly. Uh, and now in the words of the Book of Common Prayer, Let's do this. Um, it's right three, I think. Uh, right, I'm a Baptist, I don't really know. Uh, uh, Colossians chapter one, verses 21 to 23. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you wholly in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. May God bless the reading of his word. My first church job was a 19-year-old youth minister at a rural South Texas church. And one day I spoke to some of our active youth about kids who were on the Sunday school role, uh, but not active in our youth group. And I mentioned a name, let's say a high schooler named Troy. I said, anybody seen Troy? And uh, the, the answer I got back was, well, he hardly ever comes to church. And my natural follow-up question was, why not? And I was told, well, because when he was in third grade, he wet his pants at school and kids still tease him about it. Now to me, it was tragic that an eight-year-old's momentary lapse of bladder control could result in a stain that lasted years beyond the unfortunate accident. But unfortunately, this small town had a long memory. Now, nothing that I experienced like that in the early 1980s could have prepared me for the indelible memory of our internet era. If at some time in your life you tweeted it or commented on it, or posed photographically for it, it is indelibly printed somewhere out there. And anyone with the smallest of ill motives and skill can bring that old shame to fresh light of day. I think Mockingbird has written so well on this, and thinking also of Jeff Mallinson's uh, talk yesterday about the unforgivables and living in secular hell. The online world, in other words, has become skilled in the persistence of small town memory. And there are stains that simply refuse to go away. I love A.E. Stallings' poem, The Stain. I won't read the whole thing to you, but it begins this way. The stain remembers your embarrassment. Wine or blood, sweat or oil. She lays out a number of stains about secrets slipped and rumors launched and indiscretions uncovered. Such secrets will not come out, she says although you spray and pre-soak in the sink and rinse. Her poem concludes this way, it's up there on the screen for you. 
what they suspect the stain will know. The stain records what you forget. If you wear it, it will show. If you wash it, it will set. We live in a world where any attempt at washing our stains only sets them more deeply in the online fabric of life. And it seems to a simple guy like me that in an era where so many of our blemishes are curated, we have two main options. The first option is to never, ever lose control of anything, whether we're talking about your bladder or your temper or your tweets. Just don't do it. Don't ever do anything in color now that will be deemed off color 20 years from now. Don't be mean, cruel, racist, thoughtless, absent-minded, or knuckle-headed. Just don't, y'all. Don't do it. And don't cozy up to the wrong side of history. Don't. Don't sin. Uh, and if you simply must sin, don't sin online. Uh, and don't sin in public. That's one comforting option. Colossians 1 suggests another Race toward the one whose death, in Paul's words, can present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. Paul says, do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. Friends, as much as I want to avoid any of the indiscretions outlined in the first option, I place my ultimate hope in the second Paul says, this is the gospel. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you have a final and definitive and beautiful answer for all of our stains. The ones we fear have gone on our permanent record with you. This, Lord, is the gospel. And may we revel in it today. And as we continue to listen and learn and grow this last session, as we prepare to travel back to family and friends, wherever we go, help us, Lord, not to move from the hope held out in this beautiful gospel. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.